Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, Darren Mitchell here, and welcome back to another brand new episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast on this Friday, the last working day of the week, Friday the 24th of February 2023. Trust you've had a fantastic week. Uh, It's been a very busy week. I've been all over the place doing a bit of travel this week, but uh, very glad to get back onto the microphone and finish off the week, hopefully strongly, and hopefully with a message that resonates with you and just happens to find you at the exact right time moment. So uh, as we get into today's podcast, um, interesting how themes come out when uh, when you're talking to people, when you're working with teams, working with leaders, running workshops, there's often a theme that comes out that it's not necessarily obvious before the workshops, but through the workshops and then on reflection, there's a lot of common themes that, uh, that tend to come up and uh, often they become great topics for the podcast and today is no exception. So been a number of conversations this week, a few workshops, And in those workshops, we've been talking a lot about the numbers and the expectations that organizations have for teams to achieve extraordinary results. And might I say, uh, it's good to have organizations that have uh, very ambitious goals, very ambitious uh, dreams, if you like, or visions. Uh, What's not okay, though, is sometimes how they go about driving behavior within their teams in order to achieve those ambitions and achieve those goals. And the real challenge for a lot of leaders within these organizations is how do they strike the balance between having the right focus on the ambition, the goal, the target, the numbers that we need to hit and achieve, and driving the right levels of engagement, driving the right levels of behaviors, and doing the right things in order to give ourselves the opportunity of hitting those numbers. Now, what, what's, uh, what, and the great thing about 2023 is fundamentally nothing seems to have changed compared to 2013, 2003, and dare I say it, probably even 1993 in a lot of respects because there are a lot of organizations out there that are very much driven by a focus on the bottom line and the top line, and that starts to filter down into sales directors, sales leaders, sales managers, and then the individual contributor salesperson. And interesting conversations this week in 2023 in particular that sales leaders and sales directors all around sales and having this unrelenting focus on the numbers. Now, for some, uh, depending on who you talk to, of course, for some, the numbers are the king and all the conversations are geared around that number. And this can be very overwhelming for individual sales contributors. And there's a huge amount of pressure, either implied pressure or direct pressure that can come from this unrelenting focus on the numbers. Now, what I'm not saying is the numbers are not important because the numbers are important. And if you've been in sales for a while, you know that the scoreboard pretty much tells us whether we have won or not, whether we've hit our target and whether we're on track throughout the year. But what I'm, gonna, what I'm talking about today, and this is what I'm finding more and more, if we are going to become exceptional sales leaders, we need to remove ourselves from having this absolutely manic obsession with the number and start thinking about what are some different ways to manage our team and to lead our team and get them to focus on the things that we know will move the dial, not always coming back and defaulting to this unrelenting focus on you must hit the number. Now, I've got to to admit, I've experienced this myself, both as an individual contributor, having worked for a number of sales managers who 
Looking back, probably didn't know any better because they were taught as a sales manager, you have to manage the numbers, you have to manage people's attention to detail around the numbers, and you need to manage according to where people are at in relation to the numbers. Now, I don't I don't cast dispersions on these people, but they were not necessarily taught the right way to run a sales team. And what happened is for many of them, they started to drive people away, not because they the people couldn't handle the pressure necessarily, but they started to not enjoy the role. Now, one of the things I always talk about, and it's funny, I'm traveling back from Hobart yesterday, and I was in the Uber and uh, talking to the Uber driver who just happened to be looking for sales roles. So we spent about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes talking about the importance of sales and how sales is what I consider to be the ultimate form of service and one of the greatest professions you can ever get into. And yet, there's lots of people who have negative connotations around sales, and I reckon part of that is the pressure that's placed upon salespeople to have to close at every opportunity, particularly in commoditized product industries, uh, particularly when there might be high turnover, particularly when leads might come in, and you've only got what they consider to be a short attention span of a prospect in order to get them curious, and from curious to committed. But if we take a step back and really think about what sales is, it's it's really ultimately problem solving. And I reckon, based on my own experience and based on my own research here, is there's a lot of people who are running sales organizations who perhaps have not had direct sales experience or they might have had sales experience back in the 80s and 90s and not necessarily with the greatest amount of respect come into the 21st century. So their whole approach, their whole focus, so the way they speak, the way they engage is pretty much stooped in the 1990s. And back then, it probably was more acceptable that it's a bit more command and control bit more dog-eat-dog, you've got to actually hit the number and that's it. Um, no real training, no real coaching, no real mentoring. Sales today is a lot more uh, relationship-based, even though there might be a lot of still still a lot of commodity-based salespeople out there selling widgets. At the end of the day, irrespective of what you're selling, we've got to remember one important thing. People do business with people who they know, who they like, and who they trust. Irrespective of the product you're selling, they want to do business with you. So we've got to make it really easy for people to want to do business with us, not just sell a product because we have to fix a number or plug a hole that has been created by either over forecasting or in many cases, really bad planning. Now, back in back in my sales days when I was running, uh, not running a sales team before I did that, uh, it was interesting how conversations, we were we were, might be doing really well coming to the end of the financial year and hitting our number over, hitting our number. And then interestingly, the conversations would turn very quickly in the first quarter of the new financial year. If the numbers were not looking where they needed to be, all of a sudden, all of the history was forgotten and it's now forensic investigation on the number and what are you going to do to close the number? No consideration, no thought process whatsoever as to whether that number was far too ambitious, what was it based on, uh, no thought process in terms of the momentum that needs to be created, given that we've just busted our butts to actually get everything in by the end of the financial year. And typically any sales year in the first quarter is probably a softer launch, unless you've been sandbagging, unless you've been building some momentum and uh, and keeping some things in the back pocket. But all the conversations were about, okay, what, what's your gap closure strategy now? Because you might have been the number one salesperson at the end of the financial year, but in the first quarter, you might be coming last on the league ladder and all of a sudden all the attention is on you and the blowtorch is now starting to get turned up. Now what's really unfortunate is based on a number of people I've been talking to, based on a number of teams I've been working with, 
nothing seems to have changed even in 2023. And this is one of the key reasons why we're on a mission here at the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast and along with a lot of my colleagues in the sales leadership industry, we've got to change the attitude around this. We've got to change sales leaders and sales directors' focus away from this absolute forensic, almost pig-headed view on the number and start looking a little bit deeper and a little bit wider in terms of thinking about what are the triggers here? What are the enablers here? How can we actually build some momentum to give ourselves the opportunity of hitting these numbers, but not just in the short term, but how do we hit these numbers over and over and over again so that our success becomes sustainable? And I've got to say, it is not through the unrelenting focus on the numbers that is going to get us here. Because as sales leaders, and if have a look at your own organization, just have a look at the turnover and just compare the turnover with the attitude and the approach and the direction of the sales leaders. If you've got an organization that is highly, highly competitive, that is has this unrelenting focus on just looking at the number at the expense of everything else, then you're going to see an organization that has a fairly high turnover. Now, you might have an exception to that, and if you do, I'd love to know it. I'd love to see it. But in my experience and working with a lot of people over the last 15, 20 years, there's a direct correlation between the turnover and attrition of salespeople and the focus and the direction that's given by the sales leaders. So we're here to change this. So one of the things to think about out of today's podcast is this key concept that activity builds momentum. Now, one of the key things I was talking to a group yesterday on, and we we're talking about sales and how many organizations have this focus on the numbers, almost to the uh, exclusion of everything else, is we're talking about the concept of progress over perfection. Now, I've recorded a podcast with that title uh, before. I don't know what episode it is, but it's certainly in the back catalog. But this is what exceptional sales leaders do. They know exactly what the target is. They know exactly what the hill is they need to climb, how hard it's potentially going to be, and what challenges may be presented in the pursuit of that particular target. The target is the target. There's nothing they can do to change it. And the other part of this is I've never seen a sales team uh, that was happy with a sales target they were provided. And it's very, very rare. If you've ever come across a sales team that uh, that is happy with the target they may given, that's a very, very rare occurrence. Uh, it's just It just very rarely happens, if ever. So let's put that to the one, one side. People are not going to be happy with the sales target. But the presupposition there is that every single year, the number is going to go up. So it's not going to go down. And so with that, if we know the number, that is the number. So now, instead of focusing on everything we do to get the number, now we start working backwards from the number and say, right, what are some things we've got to start thinking about and do differently this year than we did last year? And this comes down to activity because whilst this sounds like a cliche because it is, if what we did last year that delivered the result last year, if we did exactly the same this year, chances are with a very high probability, it is not going to deliver the number this year. So it presupposes we're going to have to do some things differently. And that comes down to activity about making progress. Now, one of the key things I always talk about around leadership, and I say this to just about every single leader that I come into contact with and I'm working in some sort of capacity with, that our first and first and foremost responsibility as a leader is to be able to define reality. Where are we at right now? There are too many leaders who are either casting dispersions upon the team or the organization or creating some sort of aspirational view of what they think the world looks like, what the team looks like, what the environment looks like. And that sometimes creates a false platform from which to launch into a new financial year, a new quarter, new product launch, whatever the case might be. Exceptional leaders have this ability to break everything down 
accept what is the target and actually now establish what is the baseline of reality. And sometimes that reality is, guys, we have a really, really huge mountain that we're going to have to climb this year. But the reality is, this is where us, this is where we're starting. These are the numbers. Now, this is why, as a sales leader, it is incredibly important that we understand our numbers and we understand what the key metrics are so that we know what levers to pull and know what buttons to push as we go through the financial year. But the very first thing we've got to think about is establishing that level of reality. Then we've got the target. Now, between the target and our reality, there's going to be a huge, steep learning curve. Now, that is also a steep uphill slog because success is not downhill. Success is not horizontal. Success is always uphill, which means we're going to have to do some things differently and we're going to have to get out of our comfort zone. So what does that mean? We've got to start thinking about, okay, what are the strategies we need to put in place? What sort of tactics do we need to put in place? What sort of relationships do we now need to build that perhaps we didn't build last year that might give us an opportunity of making progress? What sort of game plan do we need to have in place? If we played the same game plan as last year, chances are it won't even deliver the same results that we got last year because our competitors would have cottoned on and they would have started to leapfrog us. So we've always got to stay ahead of the game. So what is the new game plan that needs to be put in place? What are the new activities that we need to put in place? What sort of development opportunities? What sort of learning activities do we need to put in place? So it's all geared around what are the tactics, what are the strategies, what's the focus, and what are the key activities? Now, this is where it gets really interesting because a lot of sales leaders will just look at the target and think, right, every conversation, whether it be a one-on-one or every team meeting, every sales meeting at the beginning of the week or at the end of the week, is going to be focused on that number. And this is what most sales leaders do. And I know this because I've done it myself and I've seen hundreds and hundreds of sales leaders do the same thing. They put the number up at the beginning of the week or the sales meeting and they'll talk about where we are year to date. Here's what exceptional sales leaders do. They put the target up at the beginning and then they start focusing on the activity levels. Now, every now and then, maybe every every month, maybe every six weeks, they might actually put up a, a scorecard with a year-to-date uh, progress report, if you like, as to where we're at. But that's all. They're not going to be mentioning the number every single session. What they're going to be focusing on is the activities. And this is what great leaders do. Just have to look at all the elite sports teams right now. They do not look at where they are on the scoreboard. They look at what have they done according to the expectations they set the targets they set, which is activity-based targets, because they know if they do that over and over and over again to a very high level of excellence, the number should, and in most cases will, take care of itself. So that is a key message I wanted to finish the week off because there's been a lot of conversations this week about a lot of uh, with a lot of sales leaders being placed under huge amounts of pressure to focus their attention and therefore their team's attention on the number. Now, again, as I'll finish off this podcast, the number is still important and by no means think that the number is not important because it is very, very important because at the end of the day, that is what we get measured by. But in order to achieve that number, sometimes we have to remove ourselves from the pressure of having to achieve that number and instead put our focus on what are the activities, what is the momentum we can build, what are the habits of excellence we can start to create and start measuring our progress on those because if we do that to a high level of excellence, then what will happen is the numbers may actually surprise you. So I trust that message helps and I trust it hits you at the right time as we finish up this particular week. And a key reminder before we finish up for this particular episode, if you are ready to work together, if you're interested in working together, or if you're curious about what it means to work together, I'd love to have a conversation with you about mentoring you, helping you become 
an exceptional sales letter in the process, helping your team become exceptional at what they do as well. To do that, simply go to leadwithdarren.com and we'll jump on the phone or Zoom and have a conversation about where you're at, what success looks like, help you define reality and start mapping out a game plan that's going to help you bridge the gap from where you are to where you ultimately need to be and want to be and have the potential to be, and in the process, becoming an exceptional sales leader. So very much look forward to that conversation. Very much appreciate you plugging in to the podcast once again, and as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.